welcome to episode 42 of the In General Podcast, brought to you by JurassicOutpost.com. Joined with Chris and Assis, the original trio. Hey guys. Hello, hello. Hey, it's been too long. Listen to, to Assis's voice. Listen to it. Just talk. Let the haters come in. I'm ready for this. I'm ready. <laughs> have you missed his tender tones? I have. I hope so. It's good to have you back, man. Thank you, sir. Good to be back. Yeah, seriously, it's been it's been too long. Yeah, it has. Um, we've got a few things to talk about, but not too much. And at the end of this episode, well, I guess halfway through this episode, uh, we're going to put our latest interview with Paul from Chronicle Collectibles, who revealed a fair amount of stuff, didn't he, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of uh, similar things that people already know, but he went into detail further. Some really cool behind-the-scenes details, as well as revealing a few new bits of information. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, so, it's about half an hour. It's about 30 minutes, so we'll put that at the end of this episode. But for now, we have a few things to talk about. So, I mean, the top news that came out yesterday, two days ago, uh, was the new Lego Jurassic World film. Straight-to-DVD film. Yeah. Oh, wow, look at this. So, this kind of came out of nowhere, which is, I think, the strange, strange thing is, like, we discovered it, we didn't discover it, uh, Jurassic Raptor discovered it. Um, nice. And uh, I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, I saw the picture that he posted, and then he gave me the link for the Amazon listing. And uh, it's just, like, there, there's no information beyond this Amazon listing. It's also on Walmart now, but uh, neither one of them have things like runtime or really further details beyond the little synopsis on the back. Yeah, but, I uh, noticed uh, Lego haven't tweeted or Instagram since March. The Lego <laughs> Jurassic account. Yeah, so and I'm not even like it's it's weird that we haven't seen. No one expected this. It really has come out of nowhere, which is cool, I guess. Yeah, and I'm not even sure if this would be the same branch as the Lego Jurassic because that's um Traveler Tale Traveler Tales games, I believe. Mm. And this would yeah. definitely be one of the uh, movie divisions. Uh, oh, okay. So, so I yeah, I don't know that's exactly. Even yeah, I don't know exactly who's behind it. I know Lego does some shorts. Uh, Like, I think they have a Lego Star Wars, like, TV miniseries coming out for TV, actually. I don't think this is going to be as high quality as that. But I wouldn't be surprised if, at the very least, like, its origins started in the same, like, departments at the creative filmmaking groups. And then then it was probably just handed handed off to another studio to do kind of, like, something for kids. Well, it's it's funny because... Uh, you were saying that there is, really is no info on this and nobody expected this. And it's funny that the only info we do have is an Amazon listing, which is a two-pack as well. It's not uh-huh. even its own yeah. thing. It's a two-pack with Jurassic World, which is... There's no individual DVD for this yet. Mm-mm. And I, I wonder... I, I can't help but wonder if it's not long enough for an individual DVD, if they're going like, to put it out online for free or some, or maybe like, oh, catch the Lego short, you know, on... NBC, you know what? I don't know what channels they own, but if they have any channels that have cartoons for kids, like they might just have it. Like today, catch it for the first time for free, and then you can get it in a two pack, or you know, might go on Netflix. I, I, yeah, I get what you mean. Try and resell the DVD. Yeah, you know, the, like Jurassic World itself, you know, with a new thing. For yeah, people. for people it's, that like it as well, that they can own it. But it's I mean, not... it's, it's great. Like I find it really, I find it great that they've done this. It's fun. It's come out of nowhere. Whatever. Lego game was good, but like. I'm still gutted. There's no, there's nothing for non-kids. You yeah, know, there's nothing for well, adults. There there's... will be soon, right? With the uh, 
The comic series that's starting soon. Did we <laughs> talk about that last time? You know what's really funny? Jack and I, right before you got on the podcast, we were talking a little bit about this. Yeah, we can talk a little bit more detail about that because there, there's been a small development on that part that we haven't put on the website yet. But uh, while we're talking about the Lego game, Jack, did you want to read the synopsis? <laughs> I can try. Um, in Lego or a cease. Indominus- <laughs> oh, a cease. No, that's a better idea. A cease. Go for it, man. Have you got it up? JurassicOutpost.com, that's thing. Jurassic, I... J-U-R-A-W-S. <laughs> I think, Jack, I think you got this, because your British tones, okay. it's so much better than my tender tones. Okay. In Lego, registered trademark, Jurassic World, colon, the Indominus Escape, two of the most beloved brands of all time, come together like never before, when Simon Masrani accidentally destroys one of the park's main attractions, brackets, he really should learn how to fly that helicopter. Oh, that's... That's a bit dark. <laughs> that, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Um, he calls upon his trusted employee Claire to save the day. Yes, she has. So nothing's gonna get done. Nothing's gonna happen. Um, after some quick Dino DNA building in Doctor Wu's lab, I like that Dino DNA. Um, Claire comes up with the perfect solution that is sure to delight Bizarrely and kids everywhere: the Indominus Rex. Oh, the smartest, biggest, and scariest hot dog-loving dinosaur. Wait, so it's sort of a retelling. Yeah. It's like an alternate take on Jurassic World. Okay, so unfortunately, disaster strikes after the Indominus eats all the hot dogs and escapes from its pen in a hungry rage. It's now up to the talented and rugged dinosaur trainer Owen Grady to save the day and battle the Indominus Rex in an epic, action-packed finale. So, so that sounds <laughs> bad. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, that. it's a cartoon. That. It's for kids. Yeah, yeah no, 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 totally. Yeah. It's for it, children. And honestly, sometimes when they write like write-ups, they make things sound more point-blank than what they really are, just to kind of, as a way to summarize it. So, like, the story itself, it's going to be fun, probably cute. They're assuming people are dumb, basically. There, that's, there's, the, that's the way of Hollywood. Yeah. And plus, I mean, it's made for kids, so... Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, it's and, cool. like I said, it's great. And also... There's uh, hot dog. There's a man in a hot dog suit running away from an Indominus Rex. And that yeah. must... That, 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 that's got to suck, man. Interestingly enough, with the Lego characters uh, riding... Yeah, the, the Indominus. It looks like what? it looks like they're like edging the Indominus Rex on to kill that poor guy. Yeah. Very that's, strange. Um, there's flies. also bonus features. So there's... As well as this short... As well as this... Which I assume is feature length, maybe 80, I, 70, 80 minutes kind of thing. I don't know. See, that's the thing. Well, like, because they say there's an exclusive, exclusive short, short on the back. Yeah, that's the short, I'm assuming, right? No, no. that's a bonus feature. It's another one, employee oh. safety video. So that would be like a little short five-minute thing. Yeah. A day in the life at Lego Jurassic World, a, a jarring ju- encounter, and Jurassic Power. See, those all sound new to me. Um, except for maybe a day in the life at Lego Jurassic World, I think that that was a short. Yeah, I think they we've put, seen that before. Yeah. They put that online. I think it was like on Lego dot com. I'm pretty was... sure these bonus features are all related to the Lego yeah. film as well. They're definitely not like new Jurassic World features. So I mean, I can't help but wonder if like this slipped through the cracks a bit early, and maybe they'll have because this is just the DVD. Like maybe that does happen. That does yeah. happen. Like uh, Amazon reveals stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if like they'll have like a uh, Blu-ray as well, and maybe the Blu-ray will have more features, not just for the Lego short. I mean, I'm not holding my breath. New, new, yeah, no, that would uh, be, but I get you. That would be cool. I mean, because it makes sense, because it's a way to, I mean, it makes money at the very least. Like, hey, get people to double dip, you make money, and if you're able to actually make the special features worth it, you'll keep some of the more core fan base appeased. 
Yep, yep, I agree. Um, do you know what I did recently, speaking of Blu-rays? I had uh, a shelf on my bookshelf which had the Indominus and Rex display, uh, you know, the Blu-ray pack mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It had pretty much every every Blu-ray that was released of Jurassic World because I bought them all for some reason. <laughs> um, it was it was nice. It was a stacked shelf, had all my Jurassic Trilogy stuff, like the, the Blu-rays and DVDs and stuff. Anyway, I took it all down and put it, put it all in storage. Oh, okay. Why? Well, because I wanted the extra bookshelf for, you know, books and uh, stuff you that read? I You don't read. You nerd. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But no, yeah, for books. Um, I do read. <laughs> I just finished reading uh, Michael Crichton's Next. Oh, such Hulk. a good book. Such a good Dude, book. such a good book. I should like, probably read some Michael It's Crichton so books. Jurassic in its, cause it's... And Bison gets a mention. Yeah, yeah, it's... It, it, what? The, yeah. They name oh, drop bison. bison. Yeah. I just said bison. Like, what, what the bison? Uh, well, I did. I said it wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shame on you. You're like, what? There's bison in it? I cool, I guess. <laughs> why, 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 why should I be excited? <laughs> Yo, bison tastes great. Yeah, Biosyn. I'm sorry. But they're in it. There's, well, they get name dropped. Yeah. I, it's a really interesting book. I, that's why I would love if um, Amblin and Universal took over the like other Michael Crichton novels and not not really did mm. a connected universe where like they all came together, but kind of did a shared universe where there's like tiny little Easter eggs that kind of tie it all together where you kind and maybe of one character that's in one and say he pops up in the other. And... Yeah. Like not like, not like an Avengers thing where they all cross no, over, no, no, but no, no, just like a tiny background. Yeah. Or like, you know, somebody who's a, a B character in one movie and he's sort of an extra in the other. Uh-huh. Movie or... Yeah. I think that would be, that could be really cool. And it's a cool could... way to link things, but, uh, um, they all fit together nicely. They do feel like they're part of the same world where science fiction breaks the realms of reality and kind of, you well, know, Spielberg leads Spielberg to... has the rights, though, to, to Pirate Latitudes and Micro. Yeah, and I don't know why he's sitting on Pirate Latitudes. That could have been a really cool movie. I remember when it was supposed to be one, and then that kind of just faded out. Micro is going to... weird, man. Spielberg's weird these days. Yeah, I mean, he's he's super talented. I just sometimes I'm like, I'm like, why is he doing that project instead of... Everything he's lost else. his. Uh, he's lost his his mojo. His 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 fun. We'll see. Really? Ready Player One sounds like it could be a really fun project oh, under his. I'm not, concept, yeah, though. I'm not like interested that. in that at all. No, I'm not. It just it's just with Spielberg oh. with Spielberg behind it though. Like I can't. It has help no it. magic in the story. It doesn't sound like a Spielberg project. So it's just it seems like it's gonna be weird. You know. I don't know. It sounds like it could be 80s Spielberg. Nah. But no. The problem is, is it's completely. I guess the entire concept is an homage to 80s Spielberg, so it couldn't be 80s Spielberg because he couldn't do an homage to himself at the same time that he was being referenced. That's uh, well, that's well, a bit of a doing like an alien film or you know something. Star Wars, you know, Stranger Things Wars. just beat the shit out of modern Spielberg films. Yeah, no, Stranger Things is something special though. Like, like that's not. Even I mean, it beat the shit out of a lot of things that are. Yeah, it did. It's show? more Spielberg than a lot of his recents, though. Yeah, you know, it has that. It, it really references ET a lot, and a lot of what he did in the Goonies. Mm-hmm. It has those vibes throughout. That's why everybody loved it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, to be to Spielberg's defense, it, it's fine to evolve and change your style up, and I think that that's what he's really trying to do. Is I think he's trying to just do different types of films that maybe he wouldn't have done in the past. Maybe yeah, he's just like, hey, I, know, I wouldn't have sure. done this. I wouldn't I have done this, said, so I'll do it. Yeah, sorry. There was an interview uh, after Schindler's List with him that said that was the movie that kind of changed him. You know, he yeah. did that and he kind of grew up. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. 
I know that. Uh, I think I, just think I feel like he's got one more classic in him. You know, one more one that you put it on. You're like, this is a classic Spielberg, right up next to Close Encounters and Jaws and Jurassic Park. You know, this is a. Sp- I th- he's got one of those left. It would be cool as hell if he did Micro. But my only worry yeah. is Micro. I mean, it would be a great, great movie. But my biggest worry is that's one of those types of movies that uh, it it's going to be. You really need to use CG. And it's I be don't a kids movie man. No, I don't, oh, dude. There is nothing in that. Yeah, but they'd market it like Journey to the Center of the Earth or something. You know? See, my worry is they wouldn't market that way, but the visuals would still have that hokey cheesiness, like uh, the newest movie, the BF, the BFG, the BFG. The visual, the visuals in that movie are really well. The gro- Spielberg one, yeah, they're really gross um, in terms of the CG and everything along those lines. In a good uh, way, no, in a bad way. Like it just looks very cheap, kind of kids movie. Like un- uncanny valley, like it looks high budget, but at the same time it doesn't. If that makes sense, like I don't know. It <sighs> yeah, just I, I, don't, I didn't really want to watch that. It's got that I weird should. floaty, shiny, manufactured, cartoony CG look to it that a lot and of that's like a kid, shame. that a lot that's of kids a movies movie, have. Man. Yeah, and see that's the thing. Like I'm just worried. I look at that, and like I think about micro. And Micro would benefit from, like, really cool sets as well as, like, CG blending the two together. And I feel like Micro, like, you know, when they're miniaturized, it's just going to be, like, a CG world. And it's not going to look real at all. And it's not going to work. Joe Johnson should get on that. Imagine him doing something dark. I I guess the Wolfman was kind of dark. Yeah, and keeping that kind of style, but for, you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids kind of set. See, my worry is he he hasn't acquainted himself to modern CG, in my opinion. I want to see somebody that I know can work with modern CG really well for Micro. Go on. Because... Right. I, nah, too slapstick. Yeah. What? Yeah, also, I don't quite... Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, too slapstick, though. For Mi- Micro... Micro is really dark. Like, it, it's a pretty serious movie. It's got a really... Oh, the guy it's got a fun sense of... Yeah, Alex Garland. He would be good for Micro, and I'm pretty sure he's doing something right now that's in the forest, in a jungle. Yeah, oh my god, the visuals. The visuals in that movie look great. Dude, oh my god. And he, you know, Ex Machina is one of my favorite movies. Oh, it's so good. It really, really is so good. It's... I think we said, we all had him on our list as as the guy we want, we would be happy to direct Jurassic World 2. Yeah, I mean, I think I was reading an interview um, after the fact, like after we talked about that, and I think he even mentioned, you know, taking influence from movies and books like Jurassic Park for Ex Machina. Oh, and I couldn't so even Jurassic imagine Park. a Jurassic Park movie by him. I couldn't imagine one. It'd be nuts. It, it would be very in tone with the first film, I think, uh, and, and probably more so the first book and second book. Yes, it would be dark. Ex Machina was fucking brutal. Yeah, it was, and obviously the it doesn't. Eat. Hurt my feelings a lot. I don't. Personally... I can't believe that. Yeah, it's not who should have. He didn't deserve. That yeah, ending. it was so weird. It but... was rough, and and I think I think what's cool about the ending though is it is open up to interpretation in terms of motives, and I you know there could be different motives that drive that ending, but damn, it still mm. it still hits you in the gut like you're like fuck. But it's so doing... cool. With him doing Annihilation, I could definitely see him doing Micro because he's done so he's done like the interior of a like a bit of film set inside for Ex Machina, and this one is like a film set in uh-huh. a rainforest. Combine the two with you know oversized sets. Yeah, yeah. See, that's he, the thing. I think he really would capture it right. Oversized sets plus some you know really cool CG work would make that movie 
just excel, but it really would have to be great CG work. It couldn't be like kind mm. of that cart. Like it looks realistic, but it's got that sort of uncanny cartoon look. As soon as you, as soon as you dwell into like that territory, it just kind of falls apart in my opinion. I think Micro really is going to rely on some very good visuals, some very realistic looking visuals, not the shiny in your face visuals. Like you should never think about it as oh, these are miniature people. In a min- it should more feel like, wow, this is a place where mushrooms and trees grow gigantic. Yeah, yeah. It should never and feel you know, like, like miniaturized. The, the CG in, in uh, Ex Machina was flawless. You couldn't, there was not one point. Yeah, where... and it was slow budget as well. Yeah, so imagine that care in Annihilation, because there's going to be obviously VFX in that. If that comes across well, you know, outside exteriors lit by harsh sunlight, yeah. smoke mm-hmm. at night, you know, if he can handle CG on that environment... Plus, with some he cool should do micro. Dude, I, the only the one thing that I'm thinking that would probably, no matter who gets it, would probably look a little funky, is the scene with the. Uh, I don't want to go into too much details, but the scene with the bird. Yeah, like when they're tiny, yeah, that's very um, because that's a hard CG creature to pull off, and when it's supposed to be gigantic, like I mean, I've seen birds on screen that are small, and they don't. When they're CG, you can still tell. Like I couldn't imagine Jurassic World. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah! Right at the start. Um, so let's talk about the new Jada Jeep. Uh, it's a Jeep, and it's from Jada. All right, let's Is move the font on. Right? So, um, no, apparently not. Oh my god! Wait, what did he say? Who cares uh, about the font? It, oh, the font? No, yeah, it, I think it is right. No, oh, no, so, no. Somebody in right. our comments said it is wrong. Good. I'm glad other people notice these things. Hold on, it just, I, I. It's just me, man. That doesn't see yeah, it. I really don't see the it. The J in the Jurassic is wrong. Good man. He's right. Oh yep. No, I do. I totally see it. And I honestly. And, sorry. And go, go ahead. No, no. Well, it's okay. So it's an improvement, but it's still not the right model. The the door is still not fully right. Yeah, I didn't notice it at first when I was just kind of Same. like trying to get the uh, article together. I'm like, oh, this looks great. I, you know, it's a $10 it's got toy. It's a low door, yeah. Yeah, it's a $10 toy. Honestly, for a $10 toy, I really can't complain. Except for the only thing is, is I think they started this from scratch. Like they hand sculpted this to be the proper toy. So there, that's when I go, well, you're a toy, you know, you're a model car replica maker and you made this from scratch. It wasn't like a pre existing model you had. How'd you fuck it up? Yeah, because it's, um, it's 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 like ninety percent perfect. It's just that it, door. But it's not going to stop me from buying it. I don't think it's going to stop anyone else no. from buying it. I think what does frustrate me is it's it's got the numbers of Nedry's Jeep, um, but Nedry's Jeep is completely different than all the other Jeeps because it has the closed top and the uh, the winch and the lights on it, and this doesn't have any of those. So they should God, really. I would love to have that. Would uh, be cool. A cover with a with a proper cover and stuff. Yeah, that would be color. awesome. But since this doesn't have that, they should have. Honestly, One of those diecast with like um, working lights. Yeah, they should have definitely given this a different name, a different number. But hey, you know that might be something on even a larger scale, like maybe like a twenty-five dollar Jeep or something like that that they could do. Well, I always like because I know that you can get. I obviously I don't collect them myself, but you can get like oversized diecast cars that are a little bit bigger than the Jada ones that have working electrics and stuff. Yeah, I don't know who makes them. Um, no, I, I don't think they're rare to. But uh, that would be a cool treatment. I'd love a Jurassic Jeep that wipers actually turn uh-huh. and like the lights go. That'd be I, cool. I can't get over though just the pricing for Jada. It's really good. Like 10... oh yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. 
ten dollars or whatever for this, and it's you know a die cast and it's pretty decent sized opening. You know the hood opens, the doors open. It's nice. It's definitely a really nice like I don't know shelf top desktop type of piece. Like it's something that you can like set yeah. up in your office. It's really you know people immediately notice it. It doesn't take up a lot of room and it looks sleek and nice. I like it. I'm glad that they did it. Um, it's just when we were talking about Baptiste, I was just saying like it is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. It's just it's once again it's so classic that every other movie franchise has proper accurate 100% diecast vehicles and still Jurassic doesn't it's fantastic it's cool it's a good one but it's not fully yeah they, they, it's just a shame like it's just a bit of a shame yeah you know it could have it could definitely be a pinch better I, I would like to see them at the very least revise it with a different number on it um which they're not they're not um incapable of doing paint revisions because if you remember the Mercedes 4x4 they did at the smaller scale they originally had like the Jurassic World movie logo on the door instead of Mm. the circular skull and it looked so goofy and people complained and then they put the circular skull logo on the door like and they changed the packaging slightly yeah yeah they changed the packaging slightly like they revised the way it's labeled I you know I don't know not really sure what the point of that was but I'm I don't have any complaints. I'm just glad that they fixed the paint job on it because it really looks a thousand times better. Um, so, you know, that might be a chase variant in the future. Like, oh, JP-12 is the initial batch, but afterwards they might realize, oh, shoot, we should call it... Uh, what What are some of the other Jeep numbers? 18? 18 is the one they steal, right? Uh, no, 29 was the one they steal in the movie. They I should think. do 29 and they should rough it up. How do you still well, remember the- all these numbers, boys? I'm uh, still a few of them. Um, no, because they already did 29. They did 20. This is supposed to be a Jurassic Park Jeep, even though it's in Jurassic World packaging. Um, okay. Assis, do you have any of these Jeeps? Jadas? You know what? I kind of want some, but you know, if they would make their way over to Canada. Yeah, they're not know, even in the UK. Get it over here, man. I, think... I picked up the uh, rescue truck when I was in Chicago. But that's because that was the only thing that was there from Jurassic World. You know, I wonder if the rescue truck existed in concept art or something. Because it's real, it's such yeah. a random, a random vehicle. Well, the construction vehicles weren't really in the film. They yeah. were outside the Indominus paddock, but there was no scene of like one being crushed. Other well, than you can the buy one those? that gets picked up. Uh, no, no, no. I um, but rescue truck is like a blue Jurassic World jeep that they did. Yeah, it was like a blue truck. Yeah, it's like a blue pickup truck with like some <laughs> with uh, I think it's got like some like up armoring on the windows or something. They like also Jada also did that. Um, Weird ass massive hauler like eighteen wheeler. Yeah, with Jurassic. What? But no one really understands why. I I think maybe Jada just does eighteen like eighteen oh, wheelers or something like that. Like maybe that's just a thing it. they do. Maybe like there's fifteen ninety nine. Buy it now. Screw it. I did. I did not buy that. And I'm gonna buy that. Apparently, Wait. if I'm not mistaken, there are two different sizes to that. There's an average size one, and then there's like a plus sized one. Oh, hang on. This is one sixty-four. So I don't. I really don't know what. I mean, that's a smaller scale, but I don't know what that would translate in terms of length. And uh, I want to get the uh, Mercedes ones, but yeah, ninety-nine is not bad. One thirty-two scale. Yeah, if only. They would oh, make I the see. Way over yeah, there's one thirty-two. I have the rescue truck. But I don't want to justify this price. But, anyways, yeah, I'm glad they're doing that. I think it's interesting because there's definitely a big marketing... I don't want to say a big marketing push, I'm sorry. But there's definitely a big push for product this fall. Like, uh, across the nation, those large... Uh, across in- the nation. 
No, I mean, out of all honesty, I haven't seen this happen since last year when the Jurassic World toys came out. All the, uh, suddenly every Toys R Us got the new Big Indominus Rex in stock. Like, every store at the same time simultaneously. Yeah, and also the the hybrid one's out now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, then there's some of the smaller hybrids that are hitting stores now, newly. Then there's hybrid plushies that are showing up now. Ooh, plushies. Yo, I'll get Arya, she can destroy those. Aww. How is Arya? (laughs) She's good. Aww. And there's the Strata Jeep. Then there's the uh, Matchbox cars that are coming out as well. Yeah. Does it look good? I want a uh, Matchbox car. I mean, yeah, they're like tiny little Matchbox cars. Matchbox cars. There's two from Jurassic Park, two from The Lost World, and two from Jurassic World. When are they and out? Skip and the all best the movies available online. And uh, there's pictures. They uh, like it came from a uh, like a collector showcase or something. Like it was just tiny little prototype photos, but they're supposed to be out this year. But um, yeah, there's and then you know there's the Philadelphia. Oh, what like uh, cliffhanger. Travel tracker, mauler hauler, <laughs> four uh, by four. Sorry, I'm look. Desert thunder. Yeah, these are those are the old ones. If I'm not Wait, mistaken. Wait, when did these come out? These look kind of okay. Mission chopper. Um, you can get them, man. They're cheap, but they're like kind of. They kind of went on. I didn't really see them in stores. Yeah, I've never seen one of these. Some of them look really cool. They have like the uh, the big veterinary truck thing. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, that one came out later. The accurate one, but yeah, no, these have been out for. A long time, to be honest with you. Nah. Where's it? I? I can't find pictures of the new ones though, Chris. Is no. It, is it the picture of them with their nicknames? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that I had sent, and I didn't. We didn't do an article Did about Baptiste it. Share, share a picture of him? No, no, no. I, I shared a picture with him, and I showed him that. But uh, it was on JP Toys that somebody found one, and then I had a picture. I. I hell if I know where it is right now. <laughs> All right, let me. Uh... Check our chat. But yeah, so um, what else was there? There was location scouting for Jurassic World sequel set to start in we, November in Hawaii, but we covered that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. But I, I do think it's interesting. There's definitely a merchandise push. Plus the Indominus Lego short. There's all this stuff coming out this fall. Like, Die November, not... bros. Die November. <laughs> oh boy, maybe it'll actually happen this year. Nah. I mean, I saw all the graphics. I personally have seen the graphics that Universal had put together. Like, it was this big push that they had, and then it just didn't happen. So it's kind of weird that they had it, like, all cooked together and ready to go. So I wouldn't be surprised if they eventually use it, because they already have the work, like, the visuals done for it. And it's totally just... Next year. Next year probably wouldn't match their key art, because I I don't think they're going to be using that same key art next year as they are for Is Jurassic it the World. Red and, red and blue thing? Yeah, yeah, the same with like the hexagons. Oh. No, be gone with that. I'm done with it. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I want something fresh, you know? And that ugly ass T-Rex. God, I'm sick and tired of that thing. It's so cheap. It doesn't look like a Jurassic Park T-Rex. It really isn't a Jurassic Park T-Rex. Hell, the first, the first time that picture leaked, it originally had Spinosaurus arms. Oh, I like yeah. That. I like that I a lot. I like that, that a lot. No, you don't like that. It was a T-Rex with Spinosaurus <laughs> arms. It was a derpy-looking T-Rex with Spinosaurus arms. It, it's Listen, so weird. Those uh, are two best dinosaurs put together. Yeah. And That's looks... the hybrid I want to see. I want to see a Spinosaurus Rex. I mean, yeah, Spinosaurus Rex. Let's do it. <laughs> so, basically, a, spi- a Spinosaurus with slightly shorter arms and a shorter and, snout. And a stumpier, yeah, stumpier face. So, that sounds like 
like the old school representation of a Spinosaurus. Like, do you remember like the older That's toys good, when when it had like a stumpy snout? It's called foreshadowing. I don't know if that's quite foreshadowing. What's that foreshadowing? This, is, this has been the plan all along. All along <laughs> since 1996 when the toys came out. Right? Right? Yep. Yeah. 1996? Isn't that when the uh, Stumpy, <laughs> Stumpy Spinosaur toy came out for The Lost World? Uh, oh, yeah, The Lost World. Yeah, I think you're right. 96 or 97. That's right. I'm right about something. <laughs> hey, I mean, you get to win one every once in a while. That um, makes me sad. So, did you guys watch Jurassic Park podcast's congratulation video to Mattel? No, I did not. I was away. I could not. What happened? Um, they put together a compilation of people congratulating Mattel, uh, Mattel and showing what they want. I wonder if your pictures got in there, Chris. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know about it. Yeah, I'm just having to listen now. Um, I think how's that- you. We, were you? Um, did you write something up on Mattel? I started it. It was long, and it's still sitting there in the drafts. I started it well before, like literally the day that they got announced, and I we never finished it. Should include this video at the end of that when you, if you get it done. Yeah, I'll watch it and cool. see if it aligns, and if it does, I'll definitely throw it in there. And if not, I'll definitely throw it in there, just maybe not embedded. Yeah. That and looks really good. I, I was thinking about throwing Brando's video in because it really like the yeah, point, the, like yeah. the rough, the rough outline that I had is exactly what he ended up saying in his video because I was writing it, and then he came out with the video and I watched it. And I'm like, this literally is what I was saying in video form. I'm like, this is perfect. So I was thinking about supplementing the article with that. But yeah. you know, I guess there's no real rush. Um, what I did want to talk about were earlier, Assis, when you made the segue oh, into yes. the co- into the comics. There's Call a little. Boys. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to make a fake segue into comics? Speaking of Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park comics. God, that's, yeah, that's probably my best one yet. <laughs> okay, so Jack, we that were... was your safest one. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack, we were talking about this a pinch before we started actually recording, but um. So when the news about IDW doing Jurassic World comics uh, hit, they it was through Badass Digest, if I'm not mistaken. It, yeah, it was sparse on detail. Yeah, yeah. They, and they posted, they said, hey, we were at their Comic-Con panel. They said they're going to do Jurassic World comics, and it's going to be in 2017. And the only thing they had in the article was they said no feathers. Well, they came up and uh, supplemented that article with a few more details. And it wasn't oh, a lot of details that... There wasn't a lot of details, but I, what really stood out to me was... Um, well, they said they don't know who's going to be the writing and art team yet on the Jurassic World comics. Okay. But what they did say is they're pretty confident that the uh, comic series will be a prequel series to the new movie. And it'll bridge the two, like now, Jurassic World exciting. and Jurassic like World that. 2 together. I like that a lot. Because the comics have never really been canon before. No. It's been like spin-off stories. Exactly. Retellings, so... This is cool. I mean, I hope it does, and I hope it makes the canon, because then we finally have something that kind of bridges the movies outside of the movies yes, themselves. Yes, e- exactly, and I think that's pretty exciting. So that means they'll probably be working pretty closely with, you know, they'll probably have an outline of the story, and they'll probably keep revising it, and then I imagine they'll put it out in, like, late 2017. Um, or maybe it'll be an ongoing series where the first part of the series is closer to Jurassic World, and then the second part of the series coming out in early 2018 is closer to Jurassic World 2. But, uh, yeah, perfectly uh, but, fine to me. Yeah, either way, I think that that's uh, 
Because when I initially heard that, I was thinking, oh, they'll probably just tie it in with a Raptor squad, the marketing push for next year. But hearing that they're going to make it canon actually means it probably will not be that, and it'll be wherever, whatever direction the movie goes in. Man, which the is... fact that it's canon alone is it's making me pumped to shit, man. I can't yeah. wait for this now. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see like what artists they get on the project and just kind of how it all shapes together. But IDW's done some cool things with comics lately. I don't read comics, but I kind of like glanced over some of their portfolio. Right. And uh, I think they had some stuff for Godzilla, um, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, the Godzilla series are pretty decent. They got like Matt Frank, I think it was. He's good. He yeah. Have I, him on the Jurassic Park. And if I'm... Am I correct in thinking that they tie into the new movie? Uh, they had a uh, prequel series as well. Or not series, yeah. prequel uh, book. Okay. Which was kind um, of weird, but whatever. Yeah, but I mean, it's exciting. I, I think that there, there's going a lot of really cool potential that could come from that entire concept. Um, so I, I'm excited to see really what happens with that next. And I'm hell, surprised it would... If, okay, go ahead. I was going to say, it'd be really cool if in the future, if maybe like on off years, if they're having canon story involvements, like uh, canon comics and everything like that, on the off years when there's no new movies, maybe that could be where the toys tie in, rather than creating their own like Dino Hybrid or Raptor Squad, like maybe they could actually base them around the extended universe and expanded canon. That way there's sort of a uh, connectivity to everything. I like that. I like that. that. That's kind of the way Star Wars does it, and it works really well. Like and they do Star- have that. I think, I think Jurassic World will have a, a series eventually, whether it be cartoon or like a mini series on like a thing. I don't know. I think I, the series is coming like several years down the road, though. Like, well, it needs Jurassic to World something. Thing. Something I would, you know what? Pit, I'll pitch it. That would be awesome, man. All right, An man, expanded universe, well, a little mini series, six part. The universe, uh, the Universal, uh, like VP or maybe it wasn't Universal, maybe it was NBC. But when they when they acquired DreamWorks, he literally um, name dropped Jurassic World. Uh, you know, having a cartoon yeah, studio. Yeah, but it was about kids. T- it was about cartoon. It was about kids' cartoon. Yeah, well, you're never gonna have an adult like. Uh, well, why not? It because there's sure there's no there's no market for it. Even when Disney there tries it, <laughs> even when Disney tries it, they fail. They, they, they can't they can't get it off the ground themselves. You know, they tried it with Tron. They couldn't what about get it a to Netflix work. miniseries though. On uh, Netflix, maybe, but again, it, come on, Netflix! If they're not fighting for it. It's still they're smart so people. Like, they're the only ones that thought Stranger Things would actually be good. Yeah, you know, Stranger Things went to like every other network. Same with things like House of Cards. Those are programs that most people didn't think would work. Who passed on House of Cards? Shame on them. Uh, most uh, TV companies. Kevin Spacey did a big interview about it. That's nuts. He said when they went to Netflix, Netflix were like, "Oh, we love it. We <laughs> love it. Let's Netflix do is it." On fire. Yeah, yeah, no, they are good, man. They're very good. Although their movies aren't so good, you know, the do-over and stuff. That was oh, just well, trash. That's just Adam Sandler. I don't think they expected them to be good. I think they just knew that Adam Sandler yeah. has a market. Yeah, apparently True. people love True. Adam Sandler movies. On I, I despise Adam Sandler movies, to be honest. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I like his old movies, but uh, I'm not a big fan of kind of in-your-face comedy. I know a lot of people are, so hey, more, if you like it, you like it. No, no big yeah, deal Yeah, but there. they're bad films. They're not like his other films. Um, did you see the latest uh, news that was posted on Reddit 
Um, Jurassic World 2 rumoured to involve crime fighting. Oh, yeah, that, that's nothing. The so- No, the source is Christian today. I just wanted to cover it. <laughs> yeah, no. They they're just not. They just don't have any reputation. That's they, this, they always make shit up. That's the same article they've been regurgitating for literally about a year. And if you read if you read back into the source chain that where it comes from, it, I forget what it is now, but it's complete. It's com- literally there's no. It's yeah, complete yeah, yeah. bullshit. If it there happens, was another one, though, that says if it um, happens, Jurassic World 2 will feature Bryce Dallas Howard as main protagonist. And it's not Chris Pratt. And, and again, that's just made that's up not from a Colin's quote that, about how the movie is about, about Claire. They've, yeah. just made, they've just assumed. And it's from one of those dead dead sites, one of those stupid ASZ news. Yeah, but you know what the thing is? Those websites probably make a fucking killing on their ad oh, revenue. Yeah, just like with that, ads alone, that's what they yeah. are. They just po- probably hire like random contract people, pay them twenty dollars to make a bullshit article, and then they probably the amount of money these websites make is probably disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. These clickbait type of websites. Yeah. Go on. Uh, before I left to uh, for my trip, was it or not something you guys were talking about a uh, about the the stupid uh, T dinosaur soldier things coming back? Was that a thing? Or am I just remembering wrong? I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> I think it came up in a in a in a there was a interview about oh oh i know i know i know what you're talking about i think we ended up thinking it's it's the synopsis we can i mean without going oh the synopsis yes no we did let's go into it because i don't think anyone's spoken of that yet i don't think anyone saw that let's be the first let's do it chris uh so it came from this Uh, and um, we'll leave that part blank but it came from a a production job website like a subscriber production job website and um, after doing some research, it turns out that this, although the information they provide for jobs and production information is real, it turns out that they sometimes fill in the blanks with synopsis. With uh, Sometimes it's real, and sometimes it's literally, literally they try to find something online just to kind of put a little blurb about the movie. Like for, Yeah, because obviously they have to have something there. For so Jumanji, they... they accidentally took something from a Jumanji spinoff book. So yeah. that, that's why because yeah, we don't know the synopsis for Jumanji. Yeah. So same as them, they made it up. So so yeah, it's it's nothing to worry about. But the I will read for Jurassic World. Yeah, read read it out. The ad- they had, the one they had down in their code. <clears throat> the adventures at the Jurassic World Resort and theme park continue as the government has trained dinosaurs to carry weapons and use them for battle purposes. Which obviously would be horrible. No. Um, yeah. I. It, but what are you on about? What are you that's on about? It, that's like the sales script, man. Nobody I actually wants that. I love that sales script. No, I know. So do I. But it's not Jurassic Park, sure and that's is. obviously it's not a smart way for it to for the sequel to go. They, they even say like the park's still open, and we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's, do we, so, I still contend that it'll be open. If it's still open, then the story just wouldn't make sense. Why? Be- because I the the happened. movie could the movie could have been a movie about things going wrong in the park staying open, but there's no real reason for the park to stay open. That doesn't progress the story that they, they told. They even said that. They I even mean, you said can just about... keep it open, though, and just not even, you know, visit the park in the movie, you know, because, you know... Yeah, but the problem is people died. Happen. Like, guess... Yeah, people died. die at real zoos. Yeah, but usually that's on their own fuck-up. People no, die at real zoos all the time. Sometimes gets out. Sometimes. Gets out, eats a person or two. Or two. I don't think a tiger's ever gotten out in a modern zoo in like at least like a modernized country. No, 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 no. People have gone in in, and killed more than one person. Is what I'm saying. No, hundred percent. Two people died from a San Diego Zoo tiger lion thing. 
But they were in the cage, right? There's no, so many stories out. of people jumping in, no, and it's no, like no, no, no. you have no they sympathy. Out, man. But I mean, if oh, you okay. if you watch the main street uh, main street attack, the amount of people that got just destroyed by the pteranodons <laughs> that that in its own self is a lot different than a tiger jumping ship. You have so many families just being destroyed, and also. Zoos exist for conservation. I mean, a lot of zoos exist for conservation purposes. Um, Jurassic World exists as a theme park. There's no way that they would... Well, they, you know, for all you it know, because... Actually, because of where they're located, they actually may be able to survive because they might be have a certain sense of immunity in terms of from lawsuits. Ha, 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 ha. I got you thinking now, boys. But... But it, it, there's no way in hell they're staying open. In fact, the movie goes out of its way to even say the park's going to be Chapter 11 the next day. What? When did that happen? Hoskins literally says, we're taking our project off-island. Oh, Hoskins is a crazy man, though. This place is going to be Chapter 11 by tomorrow. And then oh. they evacuate Wu, they clear out the labs. Jurassic World is now a relic. Well, I don't want to see it again, then. I mean... There's no point. I would have loved to see more of the open park. Don't get me wrong. Like if yeah. they if they did a spin-off about an open park or whatever like, you know, before it closed, if it was short, like maybe I, I you know, the problem is budget. But let's pretend like budget is an issue. If like they did a live action series, I'd love that. Sure, but sure. I, to progress the story forward, I I don't really know that there's much more they could do there. It's a cool setting, but they already did that setting. I'd like to see new settings at this point. Yeah, the third island and that to me isn't really much of a new setting. If you're filming the third island in Hawaii, then what's really the point? It's gonna yeah, there are a lot of different locations in Hawaii that look slightly different, but I, it's time to get some fresh, some fresh life into the project. Like I'm honestly tired of Hawaii in the Jurassic <gasps> films. You heathen! You're a I heathen. was I really was hoping that Hawaii would not take. There would be no filming in at what? Hawaii. Oh, there's got to be some. No, I don't think so. I, Christopher. Why, why? It's like having every Star Wars movie film at, like, Tatooine for some reason. Yeah, but they do film on Tatooine and Jakku. It's the same thing. Yeah, but no, it's not the same, though, Chris, because Star Wars is a big universe, like a big galaxy film, whereas Jurassic Park really has con- always been contained to the island. Yeah, but it doesn't need or... to be contained No, to the it doesn't need to be. You're right, but I can understand why... Uh, they need to bridge it. They need to have some island in there, and then the th- they can, you know, they can move do, on. Yeah, you can do no island in the And then in the, the third movie. film... Yeah, exactly. Gotta, and and that's what we've heard as well. We've heard that this movie really is going to be a bridge. It's not going to be like an independent sequel, say how Lost World was... Oh, yeah. I mean, this is part of know, a trilogy. It, yeah, which I'm kind of like... I didn't. I never really thought of that, even though we knew it was going to be a trilogy. I'm kind of hoping it's not like The Hobbit 2. Oh, you know no, I, mean? I don't think it's going to be like that. They filmed, all, <laughs> they filmed those movies together. For one thing, The Hobbit... The fucking Hobbit movies, it was supposed to be two movies, and then... After it's supposed to be filmed... one. There's one book, and it's smaller than every Lord of the Rings book. <laughs> yeah, like... there is a lot of story in there. They could have easily made it two movies, but the way they did it, uh, don't. Yeah, I love I Lord hope, of the um, Rings. The Hobbit I know that's re- real. Tours's worry is is that he's worried that it really is just going to be a bridge movie, and it's just going to sort of be the middle ground. Uh, no, be that I don't, I don't think know. so. I think it's still going to have a standalone arc. Because... We have no idea what it is. Well, well I mean, just going to be dark, man. Middle movies are always the darkest. No, not 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 like in Jurassic World. If Jurassic Empire World was, back, was anything about? to go by, yeah, but not. I'm I gonna say so. it's gonna be the darkest Jurassic Park movie yet. I, I hope so. Visually, I 
visually, I wouldn't be surprised if it's stylistically dark, especially. And I think this is an interesting, especially this is a very interesting uh, plot, uh, not plot point, but a discussion point. Um, A monster calls was just slightly delayed to go right in the middle of award season. So what was the original date? Uh, October. October. So when's it moving to? Uh, December twenty third. For limited, then ju- early ju- uh, January for wide. Oh, push back to December. Yeah, it wants that award season, and, shit, man. Yeah, and the reporting is that the studio is very confident in it, and they are putting it right into the prime time for award season. They're not they're not so much worried about box office. I guess they don't think it's going to be a huge box office hit either way, but they're very confident in it for award season. So that's where they put it right in the prime time for award season. So. I know the early buzz for a few people that have seen the movie is it's very good. I've heard oh, the yeah, people have seen thing. it, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've had screenings. It, well, very low-key. It's usually a good place to go. Man, the Schmoes No podcast is where you want to go for this information. I just want to read the information, man. Oh, no, I'm uh, usually the IMDb boards have it. Dude, the IMDb no. boards are shit. Yeah, they are. Yeah, the they <laughs> are, but usually, usually people come there if they've seen it. The liars. Oh, never mind. Um, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I, I guess that kind of I that kind of wraps up the news we've got. Um, hopefully, we'll be hearing something soon. But, but yeah, I mean, the I biggest mean, what news, I, was, I guess, is the Lego thing. Where I was segueing though with that real quick was go on. If Bayona comes off of a heavy award-winning film, it puts a lot of pressure on him to deliver with the Jurassic World sequel. So I wouldn't really be surprised if he's really really working with Colin and Derek to fine-tune that script and to really make the movie into something special. I don't think he's going to... I don't think he would sign on to the movie if it were just a quote-unquote transition film that doesn't do anything. I think that it's it's going to have a story to True. tell. I think True. it's going to have a story to tell. I think it's going to have a message. And I, you could see with each of his movies, you know, whether or not you love them or like them or whatever, I mean, they, they all have a very... They have a lot of clear direction. They have a story to be told. They're very visually engaging, and they're they're provocative. And I I I don't think that he would drop that with uh you know Jurassic World two. So I think that there's going to be a story. Whether or not we're happy as fans with the direction they go in the story or not, I I imagine that he's going to be putting a lot of love and care into it. I just really hope that they don't go into dinosaurs holding guns and it becoming a monster movie. Um, I, I really hope that it. I hope that it stays true to Jurassic Park. But there's a lot of different directions where they can still innovate and push it into new directions that we're not necessarily expecting, while still keeping true to the spirit of things. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there, man. I hope it's. I hope it's dark. I hope it's good. I hope it's smart. That's the key word. So, Assis, end the podcast, my friend. Thank you for listening to the In General Podcast. I've been Assis. No? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. I, I, wasn't, um, I really wasn't ready to pick up from... Yeah, no, I was just ass. enjoying it. I was enjoying it too much. Oh, fair um, don't forget to mention the uh, Pool from Chronicle interview. Yeah, so this is not the end. Um... This is not the. I don't think. Um, no, he's right. We will now play <laughs> um, our podcast, our, our interview, interview with Paul from Chronicle Collectibles, and there's really a lot of cool information to go over. 
So give it a listen, even if it's not necessarily your thing. It gives you. I mean, I think that for people that just like to know the way licensing works and the behind the scenes works of approvals and maybe the ups and downs of the entire process. He also reveals um, some things he wants to do and uh, some. Uh, he he reveals which uh, piece is next, which piece you'll next be able to pre-order, which collectible so uh and yeah, i would that probably is going to gonna happen soon by the time we get this yeah podcast i mean they're out. getting it back soon i think get like, your he, money he ready. says it all in the po- in the interview so enjoy and uh, guys speak to you soon bye-bye it's been good it's been great it's been wonderful you debuted a load of products at comic con paul and a lot of stuff got really well received what's the what's the next item that we're going to see on the shelves or at least for pre-order what what can you tell us I think the next item that we've got coming is uh, the copy from Lost World. He's one-to-one scale. We cast it directly from one of Stan Winston's original maquettes. And we had um, Jurassic Park artist Tim Gore, who worked on Lost World, who painted a lot of the dinosaurs and painted the copies, um, actually do our paint masters for us for China. So that piece is already over there um, in pre-production right now, and we hope to have that up around the first of the month. Awesome. <laughs> and is there is there a price or anything that you could, uh, you could potentially say? Yeah, you know, I, I'm trying to get this piece in the, the 300 to 350 range. He's about 30 inches long. He's one-to-one scale, but he's, he's petite. So I'm hoping that we can get the price down on him just a little bit. Yeah, I'd love myself a compi. Yeah, seriously. A 1-1 one, one Jurassic Park I've dinosaur. Always, yeah, always wanted a compi on my desk. It's, it's the perfect piece. Yeah, um, he's, he's kind of cool. So I got a question. Last time we had you on, you talked about um, potentially making some tweaks to the Alan Grant sculpt for the uh, one sixth figure. Is that something that you still are looking into? Yeah, we we kind of went back to the drawing board on Grant after we spoke to you guys. And we you and I had a private conversation, and we talked to a couple other people, and we we listened to the you know the fans' response from Comic Con on some of the statue form and the boards, and we decided to redo Grant from the top down. So we have a a new company um, who's a very popular company in the six scale world, which we'll announce pretty soon. Who's doing the resculpt on Grant's head? And then we're redoing all, most of the clothes that were at Comic Con were really just placeholders. Um, we we kind of rushed that to get it there. If you looked at Ragnar, if you looked at Conan, or if you looked at um, Owen from from Jurassic World, they were very refined and very finished and, and looked like production pieces. The Grant was a little in the rough because he was the last figure um, to get ready for the show. So <clears throat> basically, a top down redo. Yeah. <clears throat> and, then, and then I guess you know once you've got pr- approval from Universal, you send to uh, Sam Neil as well for his approval. Yeah, it's um, Universal requires about four samples. I think they keep two internally. They send one to the actor and then one for the archives. So people have to understand, you know, there's a little bit more involved in the in the approval process with Universal, um, unlike with MGM where they own the rights to the cast of Vikings and they mm-hmm. can make the approvals in house. These physically have to go to the actor, and if the actor's working on a film, if he's, you know, if he's overseas, you know, it, it makes it a little bit tougher um, to get the approval process. We're Owen's close, so we're hoping that Owen will be the first one that we roll out for the Jurassic Park One Six Scale Line. Awesome! That's definitely exciting. I'm really looking forward to seeing more from that. Yeah, I think uh, the doc- 
Grant, you know, our Dr. Grant was close, um, and I, I liked it. I just think that with the response from the fans that he was – he wasn't as well received necessarily as some of the other figures. So we just decided to, you know, do a complete redo. Well, I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. The grant is probably out of the one, six figures, the one I'm most excited for, just because that's something that's never been since done. I was a yeah. Kid, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Genuinely. Yeah. And I'm the same way. I'm a, I'm as big a nerd as you guys, you know, so I want it to be the best that it can be. And, and when we took it to Comic-Con, it was the one figure where I was kind of like, eh, you know, it's just not quite there, you know, and it wasn't as refined as the others, like I said. So, but we put it out. The response was great. I mean, really, I mean, people, people loved it the way it was. <clears throat> I just think that, <clears throat> you know, if we spend um, a little more time on it, we refine it a little bit more that we'll just make it that much better product. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, th- this is kind of random, but the is it the one twelfth or the the slight the one ninth the slightly smaller scale Owen and Raptor, Owen and Blue? Yes. Uh, like, do you know how much that may retail for? Um, I hate to say just right now. I mean, ideally, I'd like to keep it in that two hundred fifty dollar range. You know, it it is a big piece. Um, you know, with the Raptors about twelve yeah. inches long, so. Um, it's, it's not as small as you think it is, even though it's not scale. So, um, but yeah, I'd like to keep it in that two to two fifty range if at all possible. Um, and here again, don't quote me on any of these prices, please don't, don't, no, yeah, uh, don't, yeah, don't yeah. nuke us on the boards. If it comes in higher, you know, it's kind of like what I was telling you guys before we started recording was, you know, you can make anything in China for just about any price. Um, the problem comes in when you're dealing with Universal or Disney or one of these these companies that require the factory to, to meet certain standards. And I, I want to go on record as saying that we deal with Toynami, um, who has probably some of the high standards in the industry for Chinese factories, which meaning that they're, they're all of their factories that we deal with are Universal approved. So they get audited like every six months, I think. You know, they, they physically go through, they look at the, the, the factories and that's why our products historically have been a little bit higher than most other companies is because we, we kind of wanted to raise the bar and use the best and you know with Jurassic and with Robo, even Robocop anything that we've done you know we use these universal approved factories so I just want to tell the fans you know that you know we, we what that gives them is it's a level of assurance that we're making the best product that we can so and it's a big shout out to George at Toynami. You know, he, he does to me with his cinema kits, which are one third scale, uh, Steve Wang's company, ECC, Elite Creature Collectibles, and Chronicle Collectibles were three companies that are under his roof. And we feel like we're a pretty elite club. You know, I mean, we're in there with Steve Wang and George and Cinema Kit. And I've always told people, you know, buying our pieces is like buying a cinema kit at a third of the price because it's the same factory that's producing it. So, you know, to get that out of the way, you know, that's why historically we've been a little bit higher is because our products have been elevated to a different standard than other companies. Mm-hmm. And definitely, um, I mean, it's, it shows, even though a lot of that's behind the scenes stuff that doesn't necessarily people won't ever know know about. I mean, just the quality of product you're putting out, it does show. It's... uh. It's a great product. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, we've we've tried to, you know, like like we tell everybody, we don't, you know, make a hundred products a year. We try to make twelve or thirteen and, and do them the best we can. So, 
that's always been the motto, and I don't think that'll change anytime soon. You know, we one day we may grow into a, a much larger company and have a lot more SKUs, but I don't think that the, the dynamic will ever change. You know, we we still want to we want to deal like a cottage industry kind of place where we you know we we take the time. It may take us a little longer to get product out, but we do deliver product continually. And, and you know, I always tell people buy with confidence. You know, we're not going anywhere. Uh, October this year, we're three years old, and I think we're stronger than we've ever been. So, and we've got some great licenses, and you know, with Jurassic and Jurassic fans, they've really stepped up. You know, with the Breakout Rex being probably our most product to date, um, it's been great. You know, we really love the response. Yeah, it's a lot of fun times ahead. Um, so where can uh, where can people catch you online again? They, they are just I'm just looking at the statue forum now. There's some good updates on there. Yeah, you know, statue forum, it, and I've told you guys this before. I, I get paid to get beat up on the statue forum. You know, we we sponsor yeah. the statue forum, meaning we pay to be on there. And I do listen to a lot of the fans. I think a lot of the fans sometimes take advantage of me in a way that, you know, they, they get on there and they, they say, Oh, well, this just doesn't look right. And you need to change this. And we take all that feedback. It's just when that one guy just keeps on and on and on and on and on and on to, to the point to where it's just not fun anymore, you know? And, and I get on there and I I used to go on the statue forum just to, Oh, I want to read what everybody's What's the buzz? What's everybody talking about? And now I get on there and it's just like, oh, well, you know, the, the silver paint that you use on your Terminators isn't right. And, and it's just like, yeah, Stan Winston Studios, or I mean, Legacy Effects, isn't painting our endoskeletons. They have to be made in China. They have to be made in a way that where when you spray Windex on it to clean the dust off, all the chrome doesn't wash off. You know, so it's... Um, it's a double-edged sword. I love the fans. I love Facebook, Twitter. Alex Alva, our operations manager, has really been pushing us with Pinterest and Twitter. And, you know, we've, we've got more reach than we've ever had. And, and don't get me wrong, Statue Forum, I, I, those guys are absolutely amazing. A lot of our customers come from Statue Forum. We got an employee from Statue Forum who works for us part-time right now. Um, so, you know, we – I love that place. It's just frustrating – in that, you know, express your opinion and let it lie. You know, it's when you you, you PM me and you you pester me and stuff like that. It, it I kind of just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least but, at least people know now that everything they post on there will be taken on board. It will be read. Yeah. But there's but they can yeah. see great updates on there. There's obviously a lo- since Comic Con, there's been a load of pictures and news articles and galleries online now showcasing all your work. So I mean. Yeah, People pretty- know what's coming, and it's good to know that the compie's going to be next. Yeah, it's crazy, and, and, you know, you guys have been great. You know, we we don't sponsor that many websites. You know, there's a couple of websites that we deal with, um, you know, for, for getting the word out, and, of course, you know, you guys are the best. So we we love dealing with the Jurassic World. Um, of course, I think you're now Jurassic Outpost, so, you know, you got to keep up with the times. So, yeah. um, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, we, we enjoy reaching out to the fans and, and probably being a little more honest than we should be. But at the end of the day, I, I'm a fan and, you know, I, I, I like the input. Believe me, I really do. And, and we, we've made a lot of changes to products based on input. And I think the fans know that 
And they kind of use that. You know, it's kind of like, oh, well, they'll change it if we fuss enough. So let's just keep <laughs> And it's like, no, you know, it's like when I say it can't be changed and you keep fussing about it, that's when it gets, that's when it gets old, you know. And, um, yeah. But it's okay. You know, I mean, you take a break. I took about a two-week break from the Statue Forum, and now I've been posting a few things. And it's just like, but, but it makes you not want to participate. Yeah. yeah, that's understandable. I mean, I'm looking forward to the changes you're going to make on Alan Grant, especially. I'm looking forward to seeing that because he he looked great, but there was yeah, just something that's, that's slightly a, off. That's a perfect example of where we didn't just listen to statue form, you know, because they're not really uh, action figure collectors or you know six scale figure collectors. They're more statue guys, but we listen. You know, you look at sideshow freaks and you look at Facebook mm-hmm. comments and stuff like that, and we. I, kind of took it in and, and talked to my partner and I was like, you know, people just, they love it. That the fact that we're making a Dr. Grant and they'll buy it as it is. But I think if we change it, we'll do even better. So we decided, you know, Hey, everything else is pretty cool. We got really positive feedback on, you know, Ragnar Conan and, and Owen. Everybody loves the Owen. And I was just like, we just need to make these few little changes to the face and, you know, rework the clothes and, you know, give him some really kick-ass accessories because one of the things that he comes with is he's holding the little baby raptor with the gloves on, and I think that's going to be really cool. Oh, uh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, wait until you see the pictures of this thing. It's insane. I mean, it's it's a little one-six scale raptor, you know. And I mean, we didn't flood it. I mean, it's got. Claw. I don't know how they're going to make it in China. I mean, whoever, whichever factory we choose to make this stuff, it's. They're gonna hate us because it's um, it's the one accessory that's gonna be really complicated, you know, to do. But it's it's so beautiful. And um, then we did, you know, the, the hand holding the raptor claw, the way he tortures yeah. the kid in the movie. Even though the clothes aren't from that specific scene, but well, he uh, keeps that claw on him even through the movie when he's sitting up in the tree. He does. Yeah, he does. You know, he he's got it in other scenes. You know, and, and we may include that flannel shirt that he's got at the beginning of the film too. So you know, give him some some options. But I like I, I just want to make him as cool. And you know, I can't wait to start Malcolm and you know Nedry and you know all the other characters because we would we would love to do them all eventually. And we just kind of have to see how the first ones go. And, and yeah. if they do extremely well, then because somebody was. I made a Stranger Things meme on Facebook where it had the raptor with the little girl from Jurassic in it. And, <laughs> nice. Uh, and uh, put it up on the Facebook page, and everybody thought it was kind of funny, and then people were like, oh, I really want the kids as figures, and we hadn't planned on doing the kids, but, you know, when you have, you know, 20 or 30 people pipe in and go, oh, yeah, the kids would be great, you know. So that may be something we look at, too, but what people have to understand in the one six scale world, there aren't female bodies, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but there's no factory that really makes a female body available. Oh wow! So you have to go and make you have to go and make your own female body. Um, there's no kid bodies, so if we made the kids from Dress Park, we have to go make their kid bodies because they don't exist, and that becomes expensive because you have to make metal yeah. tooling, you have to inject so many bodies to make it worthwhile. And, you know, like, we're wanting to do Lagertha from Vikings, which would be the next logical one in the line. You got Ragnar and you got his queen. So we want to do Lagertha with her shield maiden costume where she's in battle gear and um, Catherine Winnick. And um, there's no female body. We had to go 
build and make a female body for Catherine Winnick's character because you can't buy them in China. So, you know, that, that makes it more difficult. And it's like with Nedry, they don't make heavy set bodies. So, I was going to say, like, have you decided on a, on a pose or yeah, something for Nedry? Have you decided at what point in the movie you want to showcase him? I, I think I would probably do it in the rain slicker, you know, yeah, that, that kind yeah, of, yeah. you know, where he's wearing his little holly shirt, you know, and he's got his, he's got his optional rain slicker and, you know, he's got his yeah. glasses. But I think what we would have to do with that is we would have to create a little fat suit that goes on to our normal figure. Because, you know, we would have to create that figure from scratch or make pieces that attach to an existing figure. You know, to That's, a cool up just a so. That's a cool workaround. So, yeah, actually. you know, it's, you know, it's, what people really need to understand is, you know, if you make a thousand or five hundred of something and you have, let's say we make, you know, a thousand Nedry's and we had to make a custom body for him, you've probably got $30,000 in a metal mold that you have to make to make that figure, which you have to amortize over a thousand figures. So you have $30 on that figure before you've added any accessories or sculpture to it. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. So, uh, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's an economy of scale with some of these figures. So with, with, of course, with Grant and with Owen, you just go source a body that's kind of their make. It's really easy to do the males, the kids, heavy set ladies, like we do Ellie, you know, it's, uh, (laughs) It's not going to be easy. We'd have to use like Catherine Winnick's body, you know. <laughs> for that. Yeah, I mean, I won't lie. Uh, Ellie would be a really cool figure. I know that I'd buy that in a heartbeat. It that that just sounds like it is kind of complicated because you've got to do the custom build and the money. Then it's just gonna. We're we're gonna do a female body for sure. We're just gonna try to do it with interchangeable breastplates. So when we make the actual injection molded piece, we'll do it with couple of different sizes of breastplates because, you know, not every lady is the same, not every man is the same. So, um, you know, we would have to do some interchangeable breastplates, but I think if we amortized, you know, that $30,000 over, you know, two or three female figures that we want to make, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, if you just did it over a figure, it's, it's tough, you know, it adds a lot to the cost. So I, and I think doing male figures, cool. super easy. It's just so cool hearing this because it adds a lot of perspective to things that people really don't think about. And it's more (laughs) complex than a lot of people realize. Um, It's not as easy just going, well, just just do it. And it's like, yeah, you can just do it, but it has callbacks. I mean, it's going to cost money. Yeah, People have to pay that. It's like the Conan. It's like the Conan that we did, the King Conan. He's on a base, which is very simplistic. It's very clean. It's very museum-like. In the film, it's like this rock pedestal with this uh, rug, like this 18th century, whatever, tapestry rug that he's sitting on that has this extremely ornate pattern woven into it. And people wanted us to make the base. They didn't like the base. They didn't like the clean museum base that I designed. They wanted something that had the rug and the cobblestones. And in China, the base because of the complex paint job on the rug, cost more than the figure. So you have to kind of at some point say, okay, I'm not going to do a base that's going to cost as much as the figure. Like if you look at Prime One and some of these companies that really do killer products, um, they do these crazy bases, and sometimes the bases are more elaborate than the figures. And I guarantee you they're paying as much 
if not more, for the bass in some instances, as they do the figure. And, uh, you know, that's why prices have risen over the years, you know, on some of this stuff. So with the, with the Stan Winston stuff, with the maquettes, I decided to do very clean, very simplistic bases, uh-huh. which was, you know, a black edge, two inch thick with a, you know, a, a ground top. It's very simplistic with the logo embedded in the top because that's universal requirement. Everything has the logo mm-hmm. and keep everything kind of the same, you know, so everything kind of lives in the same universe. So if you collect all of our families, the maquettes, they all have kind of the same base. Well, so, the presentation on it is fantastic anyways. Like, even if it's a workaround to keep the price down, it actually just looks it looks good. It's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, it's like the Terror Dog. When we did the Terror Dog, you know, that, that piece is 24 inches long, and people fussed that it wasn't on a base. And if you think about it, the base would have been 28 inches long, 18 inches wide, and 2 inches thick. I mean, that's literally a slab of resin. And it doesn't get lighter because it's in China. I mean, that's a heavy, heavy slab of resin. And I relate it to um, a friend of ours at Hollywood Collectors Gallery did a, a Batmobile cinema kit. And I bought one of them through George and it came with this base for this big Batmobile. And the Batmobile was like 30 inches long. So it had this gigantic resin base, which had to weigh, weigh way more than the Batmobile did. Let's put it that way. And it was ridiculous. You know, and so... <laughs> So sometimes we don't include bases with things because it just, it's ridiculous. And, um, you know, we're, we, because we use the higher price factories, you know, it, I just don't want to, I don't want to pass those costs on to the collectors. I'm a collector myself, you know, and, you know, I, I want to be able to afford what I make. And, um, so I, I guess that's a little insight into people need to realize what, what things cost and why they cost what they do sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's 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 like a complex machine with many moving parts. Yeah, and and the other thing is too, you know, folks need to realize that you know when you sell these things, you know, you have to factor in you know your licensing fees and all of that kind of thing too, you know, and and it's not cheap, you know, to to do some of this stuff. So, I've it's always nice when you go to a show and somebody comes up and they go, oh, "Why is your stuff so expensive?" And you sit there and you educate them for ten minutes, and that little light bulb goes off in their head. They're like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." You know, so maybe this, maybe just having this conversation is kind of educating people on you know some of the process. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. And I'm sure this is the kind of stuff people want to hear as well. It's it's nice hearing the internal stuff, you know, to a point, the stuff we're allowed to hear at least. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, with with Jurassic, it's been, it's been a very smooth process. Everybody in the licensing division has been very generous to us, very nice to us. And, and it's been a very pleasant experience for us uh, so far moving forward with approvals and, and getting things done. I think Universal and Amblin are just so excited that there's somebody that has the passion to finally make Jurassic Park stuff that's mm-hmm. cool that people actually want to buy, and I don't think that's happened up until this point, you know. No, so, it really hasn't. So that that makes a difference, you know, and um, it, it's good. It's good for us. It's good for the fans. It's it's great for Universal. They're they're getting product, you know. And um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but it looks like we're going to be doing a bronze edition of the Breakout T Rex. So everybody needs to stay tuned for that. It's going to be extremely limited edition, um, and we're going to try to keep the price pretty reasonable on it. So 
Yeah, because your breakout's pretty much sold out, right? The, the yeah, way. if I had to put a number on it, I'd say we're under. We were over a hundred. We we had just over a hundred left a couple weeks ago, and now I would I would almost be sure we're well under a hundred now. Yeah, because it's like so. At least the bronze edition gives another pe- a few more people a chance. Oh, yeah, that will probably be for the ultra collectors, if I'm not mistaken. With even if more reasonable price, I'm assuming that'd be pretty pricey. They're going to be cheaper than Stan Winston's original bronzes, um, but at the same time, we're only probably going to do 30 to 50 pieces. So it's going to be extremely limited edition. Universal is going to take a certain amount right off the top of that number. So, you know, I think they get four or five of that edition. So if we made 30, then it'll at least 25 for collectors. So um, what we were thinking about doing it was actually lottery those so if you wanted a bronze you submit your name and we draw hat names out of a hat and it's really the fair way to do it for people is to do a lottery with those um and we'd actually thought about doing it just with customers who have purchased from us before so if you are a Jurassic Park customer currently then your hat name would go into the hat if you wanted it like if you wrote us and said hey I bought a breakout Rex I really want a, a bronze breakout then we would you know, your name would go in the hat before somebody who hadn't bought before us before. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It would be nice to, uh, to, to, to be able to announce that. To, to We'd obviously have a link to that on our website when that does, if that does become a thing. And obviously, oh, yeah, we look forward to... It's going to be a thing. We just need to figure out how to sell them so it's fair for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because I, I have a feeling even though, even if we were only making 50 and it's in the price range where... I mean, I want to keep it under two grand if at all possible. You know, I mean, I know that sounds like a lot of money, but, you know, when you consider Stan Winston's original bronze is sold for $3,500, I think that's a pretty competitive price in today's market. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and only having 50 of those or 30 of those, whatever we decide to make, I think, I think they'll go pretty fast. Um, we've had a, we've had a lot of, People ask about it because I've mentioned it a few times before, and a lot of people have asked about the bronze. And um, you know, I just want to find a fair way to do it so everybody that that wants one has the opportunity to get it. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for speaking with us, Paul, and we look forward to yeah everything that you've got coming up and pictures of the new Doctor Grant. We're really looking forward to that. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. You know, you guys are um, always welcome, and um, we hope to get you over here to the states. Some yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thanks again, Paul. And, it's always um, great. Yeah, we'll you speak on. to you soon. Thank you so nice much. To you guys. Thank you.